with episode 56 of yes. the Whatnots Captain's Log. I am Kyle Springer. I am one of your hosts, joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, I'm host number two. Host I'm good. Two. Kyle, yesterday I saw a clown. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> My mom and I are just driving down the road and we glance over at the lane next to us and it's this little red car covered in yellow flowers and the sticker says maximum maximum occupancy 20 clowns and there's a clown okay. woman driving the car presumably on her way to or from a party of some sort because she is entirely decked out wig makeup red nose and everything i just why <laughs> i <laughs> Because she's got to live, I guess. And it was something I'd never thought of. Like, you only see clowns in the place where a clown is supposed to be. I've never seen a clown en route to or from that place. Just in the wild, all clowned up. And it felt really magical, to be honest. Do clowns exist in the wild? They must. I mean, it's a full lifestyle choice. And she was in the (laughs) next lane over for us from, like, like, 15 minutes we were in the immediate proximity of this clown woman. Wow. Yeah. I wish I knew, like... That's wild. Where did she come from? Where did she go? What is she listening to? Are there, like... Joe. Are there clown (laughs) podcasts? Is there, like, a clown news station? There's gotta be. Clown news station. One time, my friends and I googled, are there clown awards? Like, within the clown community, is there, like, a big banquet and award show once a year? And there is. is. Yes. What is it? I I don't remember any of the details now. But there there is is a clown of the year named every year. The World Clown Association. Yes. Yes. There's a clown of the year named every year. And the list was, as far as I remember, a pretty decent gender divide. There's a lot of women in clowning, Kyle. And when you picture a clown, not a pop culture specific clown like the Joker, Pennywise or what have you, Krusty the Clown. When you picture just a clown, mm-hmm. it's almost always a dude, right? You're picturing a dude clown. For the most part, yeah. There's so many women in clowning. And I, th- I think we need to stop and appreciate them. Like this lady in the next lane over from me and my mom just driving through suburban Missouri. So I'm I'm I'm. I'm looking at their website. Let me switch us over to the thing so people on the video version can see it. This is their website, the World Clown Association. Mm-hmm. They have Clown of the Year, Alley of the Year, Lifetime Achievement, and Legacy of Laughter as oh. their awards. Is but it Alley of the Year or Ally of the Year? Alley, A-L-L-E-Y. Huh. And Interesting. It, from the little description that it has down here, it looks like that's the name of, like, a community of clowns. Okay. Yeah, a clown alley. I was, yeah, so that like, does make slightly more sense because I don't do know what it takes to be a clown a ally. Group of clowns. You know how you can have, like, a gaggle of geese? It might be an alley of clowns that might be, like, the linguistic term for yeah. a collection of several clowns. Yeah. According to Times... Wow. According to timesofindia.com, a group of 
clowns working uh, for a circus company or any professional organization of clowns is known as a clown alley. That's cool. It's also nice to hear there's clowns in India. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about so. international clowns outside of like, you know, old French and Italian commedia dell'arte stuff. <laughs> yeah, this is wild. It's fun to learn no about. I have no idea. I I don't, I just, yeah, I'm honestly surprised that they're still around. Like, I, I, I feel like we would have come up with some kind of alternative. Because <laughs> so many They've people already... are scared of them. And, like, that's the thing. Like, a lot of the ones that say they are scared are, are like, yeah, it all started when someone hired a clown for my birthday when I was a young kid. Why are we traumatizing these young kids? I think we should definitely respect trauma. Your feelings are real. But also... Also, like, respect clowns, you know? Yeah, like, like <laughs> don't throw in the towel. Like, if everybody's scared of clowns, don't just get rid of clowns. Like, build right. up better representation of clowns. Sure. I, I, I just, yeah, I mean, there's, I guess, nothing wrong with I'm not and, scared of them. Yeah, and, like, they're, they're just, not, I mean, it's just a job. It's just a lifestyle choice. It's like being afraid of a cyclist or a dentist or something. Well, hey, now that's a really real fear. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, there's, it's just, it's something that I don't think has changed much mm -hmm. over the years. And that to me is surprising to see it like, it's still almost exactly what it is, or at, at least from what I know, which mm -hmm. is absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> it just, it seems like it, it hasn't changed or it hasn't progressed. It's always stayed the exact same. And that's... I don't know about that's that. That's kind of cool to me. It's wild. Yeah, it is nice to just have, okay, we cracked the formula in like 1781. We haven't really changed it since then. But there's got to be like 20th, first century implementations to the clown world. I'll have to go when out there and the find like a... first clown? First, First circus clown. clown. Uh, Philip like Astley created what is considered the first circus clown in England in 1768. Oh, I wasn't far off. Wow. Damn. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Google. Mm -hmm. I will have to go find me a modern day contemporary clown show and see what it's about and like just see what clowns are up to. Yeah. Yeah, what are they up to do? What are they hiding? <laughs> Not in a suspicious way, just like, <laughs> what are the advancements in your field? Like, I work in academic journals, and there will be societies will come together, colleagues will come together, and they're like, this is what's new in the world of blood pressure. This is what's new in the it's world of ever. <laughs> digital journalism. We don't have any clown journals. I have a dance journal, but that's as close as I get. I don't know. What is the state of clown culture? Who, who's out there doing that hard-heading clown j journalism that the people really need? <laughs> There's got to be a clown journal. In one of my journalism titles, I did process an article about taxi cab drivers. They've got like a community newsletter that is apparently really outstanding in its field. It's a really great hmm. record 
of like this very pivotal part of some societies and their view on things and how current events affect them. There's all kinds of communities could do it. Maybe clowns could too. Yeah. Sure. I I I don't put it past them. I, it, <laughs> this is just such a weird topic. I have no idea what to say. <laughs> oh, do you want me to tell you about the trip I took to the circus that actually did not involve any clowns? Just yes. me driving around my neighborhood somehow involved a clown. But the circus trip so, didn't. So, b- before we get to the cir- circus uh, that you went went to, this ad- ad- adult supernatural circus thing. Yes. Um, Have you, like, so? so you were just driving somewhere and you saw this clown have you ever been like stuck in traffic before it's completely backed up and you're just looking around at the people next to you and you're trying to like piece together their lives and who they are and all that stuff all the time yes there was once that i was going with a friend of mine uh out to ohio Mm-hmm. Uh, to pick up his girlfriend and then bring her back to Virginia. Um, and he was like, hey, I need some company. You should come along with me. And then on the second half, you can be the third wheel. And I was like, great. I love being a third wheel. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> so we were leaving Virginia. And I think we're like an hour outside of Richmond. And we get stuck in just... It, traffic that is not moving whatsoever but we're we start looking around and we're both really big comic book nerds so we're 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 seeing the same things and we're having the same thoughts of uh-huh. of like huh there's this really angry miami vice looking italian dude there with like a hawaiian shirt that's not buttoned up and he's he's on the phone and he is yelling he is angry at something and he's in this like top down red convertible and then like right in front of him is this big like tanker truck with some kind of radioactive material (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it has the like like stay back 25 feet caution you know like all of that stuff and we're sitting there like Huh. I wonder if this is the day we become superheroes and that guy is our supervillain. <laughs> We're like, yeah, I was thinking the same thing, man. You saw it too. Yeah. <laughs> not a not a bad origin story. Yeah. We're like, this is it. <laughs> I think the weirdest thing I've been stuck behind in traffic is just stuck for a train a series of trains that are passing Mm -hmm. and it's these flatbed trains it's not like the storage compartments or anything it's just a platform with something strapped to the platform and i have to wait for like 50 wind turbine blades to pass you've seen wind turbines in the distance is that something you guys have out there not commonly i'm sure we do have them somewhere but yeah i I know what you're talking about those when you see one of those things up close, it's like a block long, and I just sit there and yeah. wait for 50 of these things on a series of just flatbed train trailers. And I think I waited for like 15, 20 minutes until we were all out of wind turbines. And then, <laughs> only then could I go to brunch. That's funny. <laughs> That's like the worst timing, too. Like, right when you hit the start of the train yes just like, yes ah, no. beginning to end i saw them all 
How how long did that take? 15, 20 minutes. Oh, yikes. That's the worst. I, I, I don't think I've ever been stuck behind, like, the full length of a train. I know out west once or twice we've gotten stuck at, at mm-hmm. one, but it wasn't that bad. Who knows? Melissa, you went to this supernatural circus performance thing i don't even know exactly what it is i saw an instagram ad for this thing called paranormal cirque it is an italian company that was doing a tour across at least the immediate midwest perhaps the rest of our great country and they were stopping in the parking lot of my local mall the high-end mall though there you go classy mall not the haunted one this is a reputable place to put a circus tent. <laughs> Wait, reputable or reputable? Reputable. I think you had it right and I had it wrong. Yeah, reputable. I, I was gonna say like you're you're the you're the fancy Eng, Eng, English major who knows Oral how exams. to. I don't know how to say words. <laughs> I was like, you probably know that better than me, but I've never heard anyone say reputable. <laughs> 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 so i so buy a it, ticket mm-hmm. so so it, it was an instagram ad have you a- ever bought things off of an instagram ad yes before? interesting i don't think i've ever done that they're like oh that's something like i would want they're always once, wildly off <laughs> once ever i did it and it was like shapewear and i bought it before i was uh-huh. in that wedding to make sure i would look good in all the sure. photos Delivered as promise. That one was absolutely on target. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So I had good luck with that. I wanted to try this circus. I get a ticket. I'm all the way in the back because I'm very cheap. But I'm like, it's a circus tent. How big can it be? You know? And it was still very good seats. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, what, 40 feet away? Sure. Why'd I, oh, yeah, that, why I not, ever consider spending more money than the 20 all. bucks it takes? And what I had been expecting and how it was described is like kind of a cabaret style show. And this might have just been my interpretation, but I think cabaret, I think like burlesque. And this had been described as like a mature audience experience. And it's like kind of supernatural. So I thought it was going to be like spooky and sultry. And there'd be like these burlesque acts and things mixed with the normal circus stuff. Mm hmm. And that isn't exactly what it was. It was more straightforward, just circus with weird comedy bits in between, like, the physical acts. So, the like, the first thing they come out and they've got all these dudes on, like, a monkey bar jungle gym sort of apparatus just twirling around, which was impressive. Yeah. And then they have this host guy come out. And they just do, like, sticky pantomime bits. Because this is an Italian circus. I guess they've designed one show that works for all audiences without any words to it. It's all pantomimed. And it's all stuff that could play without a single word. And so it's all, like... I'm going to step off the stage, but when I step off the stage, my crotch is awkwardly at eye level with, like, an audience member, and I'll pretend to, like, grab their face and have them give me a blowjob. It's very crass. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because I guess 
that plays. You might not like it, but you get it. You understand what it is. You did not need words to get that joke across. Yeah. And it seemed like that was that was their strategy. Like, we're just going to be crass and body and wacky and just sort of pantomime everything and get the audience in on, like, all these wacky bits that we're doing. Weird. And a lot of these went on for way too long. I was, yeah, okay. And the jokes were <laughs> dead after, like, two times they did them. Sometimes it worked, though. Sometimes. Like, this, the guy comes out in the audience and he gets all these audience volunteers and they're going to be like actors in a movie he's directing. So he's like, okay, this is the hot lady. This is her lover. This is like the husband that comes home for a date or not a husband. Cause he's like knocking at the door. That's a key part of this. You wouldn't knock at your own door. If you're married, it's some other date, the guy she's supposedly with debatable. The if, uh, if the marriage <laughs> is not so great, but... yeah, no, really again, no words for anything. Yeah, sure. So he's supposed to come knock at the door and then like hear some noises and barge in. And then he like takes out a gun and he, he shoots the lover and then like he shoots himself. And then the woman kills herself, this kind of Shakespearean tragedy, but just sort of it's like amped uh, up and made real goofy. Like you guys Birdman. are all going to be, yeah, you guys are all going to be like this, these actors in this melodrama I'm directing. And they go through it over and over again, and the guy's pantomiming, like, no, no, not good enough. More action, more oomph, more make passion. It, make it bigger. Yes. So this thing keeps going, and it's getting really tiring. But finally they get to, okay, date with the bouquet of flowers waiting at the door. It's time for you to, like, knock at the door. This is your scene. And the door is represented by this metal frame just mm -hmm. these four pieces of metal in a rectangle welded together so the guy kind of like knocks at the thing and it plummets right down the thing falls over with a giant crash and then he just like huh he just like takes a big comedic shrug and it wasn't planned and it was the best part of the entire thing. Like to go through <laughs> all of this monotony of them doing these schlocky bits over and over again just to have that happen was absolutely worth it. That's funny. And I did also get to see eight solid minutes. They played a loop of the Adams Family rap. You remember the Adams Family movie and they've got like a a rap song at the end of it by, I believe, MC Hammer or somebody like him. I don't like, remember the rap song, but yes, I I, I know the Adams family. I know, no, no, I know their theme song. Like, that's the song that pops into my head, not a rap, rap song. song. that goes like, they do what they want to do, live how they want to live, creep how they want to creep, whatever. It's the Adams family, and it's this early 90s rap song. They've made like an eight minute loop of the chorus of that song oh, no. and it keeps playing while this guy is doing plate spinning. It's Yeah, it's, it's by MC Hammer. Yes, and it goes on for so long while you're just watching plate spinning, which is neat, but it's not that neat. And it just becomes it's, it's it is other one of those those things of like why that song? Like, this has nothing to do yeah, with the Adams it's family. It's so out of date. This is not in the zeitgeist anymore at all. But that's the that's the magic of it. I feel like I've fallen into a hellscape where world has 
just come apart at the seams. It's like, remember the song from 1990, this movie end credit song? It so, will play for eight solid minutes while you so watch a was, man spin plates. What was so supernatural about it? it besides oh, the Adams Family rap much. song. <laughs> <laughs> not very much. Uh, I mean, there's people walking around the circus in like cool horror makeup. It's got a lot of the trappings like of a haunted house kind of. There's kind mm-hmm. of scare actors prowling around and all of this you know, they're dressed like mad scientists or, you know, evil clown costumes. They're not doing any actual clowning. They're just wearing the costumes sure. or like werewolves or vampires or what have you. And there is like some stage decoration, like the, or like the guys who came out to do the jungle gym act, they're dressed like some sort of haunted prisoners or something like that. Like they just sort of, it's normal, normal circus stuff. And then they just With sort of horror through... attire. Yeah, horror okay. attire and like set dressing and things. Yeah, I, I there were some. I feel, I feel like that would be disappointing. Almost, it kind of was, especially because I didn't like. I got while all of these pantomime, pantomime, like audience interaction joke bits were there. I wasn't a big fan of them. They had their moments, but a lot of the show was, oh boy, oh they're still doing this, aren't they? Well, what's the next thing? And the next thing comes, I'm like, okay, the the actual circus stuff is cool. And then it's like a a pantomime bit for a while. But the circus stuff was neat. I saw a guy do a really neat aerial silk act. Oh, okay, yeah. And again, I've mostly seen ladies do these. I don't think I'd ever seen a dude do an aerial silk. Very impressive. Very good. There There were magic tricks at the end. I love magic. I don't know if we've covered this. I'm a sucker for magic. I'm so impressed by it every dang time. (laughs) This is reminding me of (laughs) some other story uh, that a a host of one of another podcast said this is him so he 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 went to vegas for some conference and of course he's out there he's like i need to see a magic show Mm -hmm. and so i would too he goes to some magic show but he just i I mean you want this story it's jeff from from achievement Mm -hmm. hunter um and he has this this thing where he would see these tricks and everyone be like, oh, yeah, good, good, good. And just like 10, 15 seconds too late, you would hear him go, what? How? No! How? How? <laughs> it's, the, it's the funniest thing. I, I think they have a Achievement Hunter animated adventure about it. It's so good. It, it was. It's one of the funniest things. I heard a story on a podcast of somebody who is at the Magic Castle in L.A., uh-huh. and they're in one of their little rooms watching uh, a magic show, and Nicolas Cage happens to be in that same room, and he's just drinking straight out of an entire bottle of wine. Like, he's just drunk, <laughs> drinking wine, wearing some weird <laughs> old wizardly-looking outfit, and just getting his mind blown. Like, whoa! Where, where to go? How'd you do that? <laughs> and like half the people in this audience are like, they're not really watching magic. They're just they're watching, watching Nicholas Cage. Cage. Watch magic. <laughs> yeah, that's great. 
I don't now, think the, I don't think I've ever been to a magic show. I've yeah, I've only been to like little ones. Like there's magic involved in this. That wasn't the whole point of the thing. Mm-hmm. I've been to Can you do magic? I you know can't. Which any... is even sadder. Like people will make fun of somebody who can do a magic trick. And I'm one step below that. I'm somebody who wishes they could do a magic trick, but can't. <laughs> That's funny. So uh, when I was, I don't remember exactly how old I was. I was in, I want to say I was in elementary school, maybe mm. sixth grade, however, I, however old I was in that stuff. I don't know about you, Sasa. <laughs> I know, but I can never equ- equ- equate an age to a grade i can do it pretty well when when i say like i was in third grade i have no idea how old i was then i I was nine i well then i was nine too most likely but i don't know like how why does it work like that why is third grade nine years old what i don't know it doesn't make sense whatever um but i i want to say i was in sixth grade so maybe 12 yeah 12 or 13 something like that my family went up to boston for thanksgiving because that's where i was born i was adopted so i had never really been there um and and so they're like yeah we'll go up to boston we'll spend thanksgiving there it'll not be a necessarily great thanksgiving in terms of like we're gonna sit down and feast and stuff like that but we're gonna mm-hmm. have this vacation we're gonna go out and eat a lot we're gonna do all the touristy stuff and i i was interested in going to boston but mm-hmm. i don't ever really like touristy stuff like it just it's like it's just not for me so i'm sitting there with like my game boy and my <laughs> dragon ball z action figure and stuff like that um <laughs> My 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 mom would always c- 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 call him Geku. Do you have your Geku action figure? I'm like, no, mom, it's Goku. God damn it, get it right. Holding a small Goku up to the window, saying, "Look, Goku, this is Harvard. Look, there's the bay. This is Boston." Um. And so we went went up there, and the two things that I really enjoyed was uh was that uh okay sorry about that I just got a text um was was that uh we went to a left handed store oh, I'm also lefty cool. um and. A lot of it was jokes and stuff like that. Yeah. Be like left-handed pencils, and it's just that you can use a pencil in either hand. Yes, dumbass. But they they had like <laughs> left-handed notebooks that opened mm-hmm. up backwards and stuff like that. Um, but then we also went to a like a magic shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up buying a deck of cards, uh, and I think I still have it somewhere in a box of who knows what um but it it was a it was those like fake decks of cards where like every other card is shorter huh so okay it's one of those things so excuse me so when you cut the deck 
you yeah. always cut it on like a certain ones and you know the one underneath will always be like a certain color or a certain mm-hmm. you, you know stuff like that um so i i had that that was the only like magic thing mm-hmm. that i had that was it that, that, that was fun and i uh forgot goku in boston so he liked oh, it so much he's that, still that he there stayed. yeah Wow. <laughs> Legend has it that Goku haunts, haunts the streets of Boston. <laughs> he's a lost toy. He, he is. He is. I hope he's found a, an exciting new life out there on, on the cobblestone streets. <laughs> Kyle, have I told you about the city museum? I don't think so. This is a treasure of St. Louis. The City Museum is the most generic name possible Mm -hmm. for the most magical place in the world. It's this huge old converted factory and warehouse, this big, like, 12-story tall, big block of a building. And this artist converted it into this kind of play space. And it's all made out of, like, recycled materials and art stuff. Okay. So, like, you go in on the – okay. You're outside of the place. They have built a giant jungle gym around the outside of the building, all made out of like recycled like iron and steel. There's an entire plane. There's a a shelled out plane that you can just go up and climb around in. There's slides. There's a giant outdoor ball pit where the balls are this big and like adults can go scramble around in there. You look up at the top of this building. It is a Ferris wheel. It has a series of slides. It has a giant praying mantis statue, and it has an entire school bus hanging off the edge of the building. What did they do to that city? (laughs) (laughs) It's entirely secured. It's just half on the building, half off. It's you can just go in there and sit and climb around and take a sharpie and write your name on the bus, and you go and. It's not like. It's not like a museum of like historical, oh no, like important city documents and artifacts. No, part and of, part of it is this was but the yeah, first brick that made St. Louis. Here no, it is. it's just like this artist went and found stuff and made stuff out of it, and you can touch and climb on and explore everything. Huh. So you go in, and then you go inside the building, and you're inside. Like there's this massive concrete whale you can go climb inside the whale's mouth you get down into just what i always wanted to do (laughs) you go down there's a series of caves there's pools of water there's aquarium tanks there's fountains there's an area of this place that's an indoor skate park it's all the stuff Mm -hmm. that's in a skate park but you just run around in there and you swing on ropes and you slide down ramps they have the world's largest pencil they have more caves. Is it a caves. left-handed pencil? A pencil's <laughs> a pencil, Kyle. You can't even pick it up because it's about as big around as like a dang tree. No oh, man. Like the biggest tree you've ever seen. This pencil's that big. Like there's more and more fake caves. It's like you've just walked into a movie. It's like, well, now I'm in Labyrinth. There's a 12-story slide it's wild. Kyle, look this place up. You're just looking at me. Go Google this. Let's see. It's called the City Museum? Yes. City Museum here in St. Louis. 
it is an absolute legend. It is the coolest thing that our city has. The number one thing, if a visitor is coming here, we tell you, you have to go to the city museum. You just pay 12 bucks and then go run around in this place. Okay, I'm showing people. I bring, I bring this up because one of the things they have inside this building is a circus. They just have one big room where it's got like these risers that go up and you all crowd in there and they put on a mini circus for you. Like they've got acrobats and gymnasts and like a little trapeze there inside the building. And you can just go and sit for half an hour and watch a circus. And then they'll do another show an hour after that. And they sell like popcorn and hot dogs and this the whole the, thing. This looks like the set of Ant-Man. <laughs> There's just like giant like toys the... out. There's the bus that is on. Yeah, you got you building. got a point there. Some of the things are so big it does make you feel like you're Ant-Man. This place is it's great. It's got everything oh, in it. And then it also does have some legit mantis. some actual museum aspects to it. There's a lot of old architectural features like look at these wrought iron gates look at this concrete pillar look at this stained glass window there's a whole series of rooms that are just full of like preserved biological specimens like there's a whole wall of like butterflies pinned to boards uh-huh. or like you know taxidermied birds or something like that like it's a wonderland you just wander from mm. room to room and you're like whoa Wow, look Look what mankind made. Look at our greatest achievements. A giant statue of a praying mantis. <laughs> it's, I can't, I, like, I cannot articulate for you enough what a wild, magical experience it is to go to this place. And the food is good. They've got, like, the best chocolate chip cookie I've ever had. Hot oh, and wow. fresh all the time. What's your favorite kind of cookie? Oh, Probably is just classic chocolate chip, although okay, I do good. love... We can still be friends. Unless you want me to go brand specific and name an Oreo or something like that. Like an Oreo is always going to beat a Chips Ahoy. But if we're talking home-baked... I was just going to say, as long as you don't like oatmeal raisin. I like, are... I like them. I mean, they're not they're, like in the top three, probably. They're, they're not... So I don't necessarily like raisins, but they're not bad. The worst thing about them, though, is that you always mistake them for chocolate chips. No. And it, it's so disappointing. Have you, have, have you never, like, reached for a cookie and thought it was a chocolate chip one and then eaten it and be like, oh, this is oatmeal raisin. Oh, my God. No, I take a very hard look at them first because if I'm taking a cookie, I want the perfect cookie. Like, right <laughs> amount of toppings. Is it big enough? I study this. I don't just grab a cookie at random. So it's a important some, choice. Sometimes they just look so convincing that it it's 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 happened. This is a real threat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Millions of people suffer from this, Melissa. <laughs> we are raising our raisin alert from Yellow to orange. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. I appro- I app- approve. <laughs> mm. 
wild stuff. That looks fun, though. You it's you should museum. I have given you a series of great things to come see in St. Louis, but this is the number one thing. You could come here just for this, and the trip would be well worth it. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, they have I a circus in there, and that's the last time I had seen a magic act. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just yeah. I would love to know how to do more card tricks and stuff yeah. like that. That's the the type of stuff that I want to know. Just just gambit nonsense all over the place. Yeah, stuff like that. I I know how to cut a deck of cards with a single hand. I can do that. That That's I can't it. do. I am a mess at shuffling cards. I can't make my hands do that. I've got like short, thick. Hand, like fingers and like really wide palms like my hands aren't the same proportion everybody else's hands are okay. I can't do it which means that's the number one way to impress me like if anybody like successfully like cuts and shuffle shuffles a deck of cards I'm like wow magic <laughs> you're, you are royalty and I am a, a mere peasant yeah <laughs> yeah it's it, 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 I mean it's not even magic it's hard to do sometimes with certain decks and I, I i don't know why what the difference is i think one is actually playing cards and one is like not there's like there, there's like smaller decks and then there's yeah. ones that are wider um and yeah with those extra wide ones it's hard to like move your thumb and hold them yeah. all at the same time and make it work and and too strange. small it's strange. Melissa, I've been watching Fear the Walking Dead. Okay. I just caught up last night to everything yes. they had on Hulu. I know there's the their fifth season, I think, is happening right now or something wow. like that. It's been that long already, huh? Yeah. Did, did you ever get into The Walking Dead or no, Fear the Walking I'm, Dead or anything like I'm that? I'm not a zombie person at all. Like, not in that I hate them or i fear them i do not fear the walking dead i'm just really indifferent to zombies them as a narrative device just don't do anything mm -hmm. for me that's i think an interesting thing about walking dead is it's mm -hmm. not really about the zombies that's what everybody tells me they're like it's not about I zombies it's just about human society falling apart and i'm like that's not more fun for me <laughs> I mean, yeah, it has that stuff. It's also ab about stuff of like, well, uh, what does authority like do, do authority figures in society today still have the same authority once society has gone to shit? Like, how, how does that work? Is marriage the same thing? How does that work? You know, it, it tackles a whole bunch of stuff. But yeah, it's it ultimately ends up being like, hey, shitty things are happening to morally gray people who are trying to figure out if they're morally gray or not it, you know so it, it, it can you know it's it's not for everyone mm. but i think a lot of people say that because there are a lot of people who if they're if they haven't read the comics or they haven't watched the show think it is just it oh it's a let's go kill some zombies kind of show because that's what my dad thought it was mm. and he got into the show and he liked it well enough uh, for the first couple seasons, but ev ev eventually he was just like, this is boring. 
Like, mm-hmm. the, like it's just them talking and philosophizing, and yeah, I don't even know if that's me, a real it word. It sounds but, like know. all the parts of Lost where they're just sweaty and hungry and need to find a place <laughs> to live, which aren't the best parts of Lost. So why would yeah. I watch a whole series that's that, but also with zombies that I don't care about? Yeah, like it it, it has all of that in, in in the midst of all this like tense, like, oh my God, what's going to happen? But um, I so I, I've read a bunch of the Walking Dead comics. Um, so watching the show was really fun because it's like, oh, I, I c- kind of know what's going to happen. Mm hmm. Um, but I want to see what they're doing differently at the same time. So it was always that, like, okay, I re- I recognize they're in volume three now, but oh, that's mm-hmm. different. How you know? Um, and it's weird. I've I I stopped reading The Walking Dead a long t- time ago. Um, for the simple fact of what they just said, it's more of the same stuff over and over mm-hmm. and o- over again, and. They're at a point in the show where it's like, okay, I can kind of see, like, they're right about to where I stopped reading. But not, mm-hmm. it, the show is now so wildly different that it's it's kind of like, okay, I can see they're pulling some of the same ideas for the beats. Like, okay, the, mm-hmm. this p- p- person gets c- captured in the comics they did that in the show, but in completely different ways, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been watching that. That's been fun. But I've also been into Fear the Walking Dead because that's uh-huh. it's a spinoff, but it's not based off of characters in the comics. Mm-hmm. It's just here's more Walking Dead st- st- stories we're making up because th- we're making so much money <laughs> at this. We're going to make a second Walking yeah. Dead show. Um, and I, I, I actually like it a lot. Um, the first season I thought was interesting because, uh, like the main character or who you think is the main character has two families. He, he, like he married, got divorced and then remarried. Mm -hmm. So he has like an ex-wife and a kid with, with one family. And then he has his new wife and then two like step kids. And mm-hmm. so when everything goes to shit, he has to be like, okay, well, who do I protect oh. first? You know, like, this is awkward. Uh, so I, I, I like that. They've moved on way past that now. Um, but it, spe- speaking of, like, Instagram ads and stuff like that, uh-huh. I, I saw a Twitter ad uh, for a casting call for Walking Dead stuff. Uh, because apparently they're making a third Walking Dead show. Where, where's this one? They're filming it here in Richmond, which is oh, why. Oh, that's why you got yeah, it. Yeah, which is just like, hey, we're looking for extras for well, uh, some new Walking Dead if thing. They need a zombie who can break dance. <laughs> they've got you. They've got me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yet, like I, I like The Walking Dead well enough. I like Fear the Walking Dead well enough. I don't think either of them are what they used to be. Like, in, in the height of Walking mm-hmm. Dead, and it's popular. I, I mean, it still does Game Busters, but it's not as pop. It's not what Game of Thrones did. Like, it was Walking Dead for a bit, and then it was Game of 
thrones and all that you know so like people have kind of moved on Mm -hmm. but it's just baffling to me that they they still have like they're still making more of these shows like it's not just like hey we're just gonna focus on the one show we have no Mm -hmm. we have a second show no we have a third show now (laughs) how how is this possible i don't know i guess we have a culture that supports it like we love franchises now which sounds like a kind of diminishing way to say it but like we love connected worlds we like seeing multiple things happen in one setting and this isn't exactly horror but it's horror adjacent enough and horror will go like there's a dozen movies in a horror series and you Mm -hmm. can make a new one every year and they always do well like even if they're not good like that's a genre people will go see anyway like regardless of the quality horror movie's a horror movie and I'll have a good time with it. And I think this might have kind of the same appeal to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really fun because also the shows originally started on in separate time periods and on opposite sides of the U S. So the walking, there was a geographical distance. Yeah. The walking dead started in Atlanta, I think like six months or so after everything went to mm-hmm. shit and then they've moved their way up to virginia which is where they are now fear the walking dead took place in a- 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 la they mm-hmm. went down to mexico and then back up and now they're traveling across they're in texas right now um but it's inter- interesting because one of the characters who was in the walking dead left that show and then, like, journeyed across the country, made it to Texas, and met up with the characters in Fear the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And so it was. It's neat to like see him continue his story and all of that that, that stuff. In, in in that, so it's it's neat that yeah they yeah. they can do stuff like that. They've also been a little bit more experimental. That's nice in Fear the Walking Dead. I I I wouldn't really call the show experimental mm-hmm. but you can definitely tell it's like okay these are the ideas that might not work on the main show but they're they still might be worth exploring some if if, if that makes sense or just like weird one-off situations that mm-hmm. you, you, you know uh there was one character who was off on her own for a couple of days and she went to some fast food restaurant like mcdonald's or something mm-hmm. like that and she's looking for food and she finds a big giant tub of like mashed potatoes and it's you know it's the fake ones so they, yeah. they've lasted for eight months mm-hmm. <laughs> you know just sitting there she hears something outside so she goes to hide in the playpen stuff oh and she gets in there and she she goes down the tunnel and she goes into the ball pit and immediately i'm like Oh no! Don't go in the ball pit. What are you doing? Like no, <laughs> don't don't do this. And and yeah, exactly what I thought was going to happen happened. Where Ugh. like she's underneath, like she's hiding in the b- ball pit with her face, like her eyeball, like mm-hmm. p- poking out, um, to watch this p- p- other person who came in 
and eventually stole the mashed potatoes and stuff like that and starts to walk away but as she's walking away and all like all this noise is happening there's this like zombie kid that like wakes up in the ball pit and it's just like it's just like oh god we all knew that those ball pits were disgusting and gross and there's a (laughs) dead child in there now like this is good um so yeah they they have neat stuff like that it's like okay they 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 wouldn't do that in regular walking dead dead it, it's fun. It's good. I finished season four of the of Fear of the Walking Dead last that's, night. That's so much. It's a lot, and they're on season like nine of Walking Dead. <sighs> Just the regular show, and they they seem to have plans to keep the shows going. Like they seem to do. They're making a third show. Supposedly, wow. I, I didn't even look it up. How, to see how what... will you feel to have your town ravaged by zombies uh do we so we actually do a i've never been but apparently there's a like an annual zombie walk here oh yeah in, i think they got those here yeah. they got those all over the place yeah so we i mean we have stuff like that we're a big art school so there's always people doing strange art stuff for theater kids walking <laughs> yeah. around you know um in one of my art classes this was my sculpture class my freshman year of of college one of the things we had to do our assignment was we all got assigned a excuse me have the hiccups Mm -hmm. um we all got assigned a bone of the human body and we had to construct that bone basically out of paper mache it was like card board like stripped down and yeah you know all all that stuff um but it was like all of the art students that cycled through all of the the sculpture classes got a a specific bone and we Mm -hmm. had to make it uh i want to say it was like five times bigger than what it was it was like Three or five t- times big, bigger. I think I had something in the leg. I had like a major leg bone, hip bones connected to the thigh bone. Who who knows? Yeah. Um. But then once we were all done with them, we assembled them all together, big and we skeleton. have yeah, we had this giant skeleton for the Halloween parade that we oh, had we all so like good. marched it down 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 oh. the street it was fun it was good it was good um but yeah i mean so we we do weird enough stuff we've had stuff film here a lot because we're still technically in the south and a lot of southern okay. like rural areas i think are cheaper to film in that's why you see a lot of stuff filmed in georgia and mm-hmm. This stuff like that we had uh there's that show homeland yes uh we had that filming here in richmond last year i believe uh and then what was it what movie was it it was one of those historical drama movies i want to say was the abe lincoln movie was wasn't there lincoln yeah that one uh i think that filmed in richmond too got a lot of history here you sure do 
Yeah, so I give you Missouri facts constantly. This is all I'm made out of, really, is just state pride and fun facts. And I'm like, I don't I don't know anything about Virginia. So yesterday I Googled movies set in Virginia. I'm like, oh dang, it's all like historical stuff. And it's all stuff that's really set in Washington, DC, and just leaves for a little bit. Yeah. It was a bunch of political thrillers and Pocahontas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have all of the like we have all the like government stuff in mm -hmm. DC. There's the like CIA headquarters, all, yeah. all of that stuff. Uh, remember the Titans is in Virginia. That one you told me about that one. Um, I, I think the most prolific thing set Pocahontas, in yeah, set in St. Louis a couple of years ago, in like. I say a couple years ago, this was like 2009, maybe 2010. There was a George Clooney movie called Up in the Air. And he was this business consultant that flew around and traveled so much. He was almost constantly on the move. Like he's never anywhere for more than like two weeks at a time. Mm -hmm. And like one of the big plot threads of this movie is that he's close to getting this. Triple X State of the Union was filmed in Virginia <laughs> or takes place in Virginia. He's, he's going Sorry. to be eligible to get this crazy, like, ultra diamond platinum, like, legacy club pass uh -huh. from this airline. Because they're like, you are in, like, the top five people ever that have traveled the most on this airline. You're always flying. And there's a part in the movie where they go to Lambert International Airport here in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. Just for, like, I don't know, 20 minutes. But they filmed it here, and that was the biggest deal. For, like, three solid weeks, all you heard about was possible George Clooney sightings in yep. our town. Yep. So I feel like he's not a homeboy, but he's an honorary homeboy. I feel like we all really embraced and supported him for those three weeks back in That's 2009. Funny. Yeah, we. I mean, we, we have – there because a lot of, like, Civil War history mm -hmm. – place here in richmond uh richmond even burned down at one point i think that was uh what was his name that did the the march that burned everything down yeah sherman i believe is his name. i don't know anything about history because i really don't care um but yeah so we have all of that stuff we uh unfortunately have a lot of confederate statues and stuff like that because it was a big deal here um and we, we have monument avenue and it is just Ooh. a street of them just uh. every block and it, i mean it's beautiful to like walk down that, that 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 street but yeah it's just these old white men that mm -hmm. you know fought for like we 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 want slavery and it's just like yeah, yeah. this is yeah. not good we shouldn't we shouldn't be uh proud of that <laughs> mm -hmm. um but we yeah so the there is a lot of like history museums here. I think we have an Edgar Allan Poe museum oh. here in Richmond. Apparently, it's really, really small though, because I think I think he was from somewhere in Virginia. I, mm -hmm. I I think he went to college at UVA, if I'm not mistaken, oh. or somewhere around here. And there's a bug in here, and it's really bothering me. Hmm. I could be completely wrong about Edgar Allan Poe. 
Poe, but he is, he, he is, there is some significant thing with him and Virginia around yeah. here, I know. I thought he was from, like, Baltimore. But yeah, the, he, it was, like, here in you're, Baltimore. You're all so small and close together over there. Yeah. <laughs> If you're from one state, New England, the, in like the the eastern seaboard, you might as well be from another one. Yeah. <laughs> the the crazy thing to me, the 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 one thing that I, I guess people don't know because it's still a mystery is what happened to the the colony at Roanoke. Ah, uh, yeah. No one knows. They just live in up mystery state. Yeah, and and no sign of them. They just disappeared. Who knows if it was aliens or if it was Godzilla or if, you know, no one knows. Oh. No one knows. That's that's strange. That's always brought up every now and again in some movie or a book. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. Go. Not, Neat not, stuff. Not, not much stuff happening in Virginia right right now. Just just art and yeah. big skeletons. What is how long is this is big skeleton still there? You guys didn't like get rid of it after that Halloween parade. Where does it live? It probably eventually got t- t- tossed out. Big or skeleton. well, I I think I think you I mean you could take your pieces home. Oh, he's been they disassembled. Disassembled, yeah. Well, maybe he can call I, himself back together like the Iron Giant. I didn't keep mine because I didn't care, and I just it was just what? such a plain looking bone. It it, it looked like stereotypical have... giant bone. I would love to have a giant bone in my house, <laughs> just on my mantle. Are you kidding? <laughs> if so, if if you could hang anything above your mantle in 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 your home, mm. what what would it be like? Mm-hmm. Dream thing? Would it be a giant bone? From giant some dinosaur, bone. or would it be some famous painting from your favorite artist? Or oh, what mm. what would it be? I'd love to have like a really fancy oil portrait of my family, where okay. it's it's just us, but then like furs and crowns with scepters. <laughs> scepters and giant jewels and grills and we have like our hands stuck in our jackets like napoleon (laughs) that's what i want that's fantastic uh i i i knew i've i've only ever known one family who had that had like a bug uh they had a yeah some painting commissioned of their family and it was actually a good painting of of them too um, cause I, I, I'm sure you've seen ones out there that were like, we commissioned a portrait of our family and just, it did, it does not t- turn out well. Um, but that, that one was good. And it, it was in their, the, the house they lived in, it was like, it was fancy enough to have like two living rooms. And this is the Ooh. one that no one was allowed in. Oh yeah. The parlor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it was in that. So no one really went in that room anyways, but it, 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 it was, yeah. Um, it's not even like it was a super fancy house, but it was mm-hmm. just like, it was big enough that it had a yeah. second living room. Besides that, it just seemed like a normal house. That's the dream. I just want one 
extraneous room in my house and then I'll be happy. Just just one to just go completely bonkers just, with. Just one extra, one more than I really need. And yeah, I can do anything <laughs> with it. Yeah. <laughs> I so I told the story about my dad and the knives. Yeah. Right? Knife dad. Yeah. So that that was that was one of the things that like if 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 I if I still had that sword I would love to hang that above the mantelpiece. I, we don't have it. so. You know what I'd love to do with an extra room in a house? This would have to be a closed-off room, like a small extra bedroom or den or something. You know that room that Mr. Incredible has that's filled with memorabilia about his superhero heyday? You just want like a like a superhero no. hideout thing with like the Batman <laughs> costumes in, in all of the cases I'd, I'd make it all up and it would be like i was a superhero and i'd keep the door locked and one day my future children would stumble in there and i'm like well children you found out mom's big secret it you, was you'd, me you'd have to i be was like, galactic gal you, you, you'd have to be watching the news really loudly <laughs> and then when 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 something bad comes on you'd be like oh i got a, a call and you just have to leave and just like <laughs> Just go to a c- c- coffee shop for an hour or so, <laughs> and then and then come back. Yeah, laundry. yeah. <laughs> but mom, where did you go? Justice calls. Sport, pal. Sport. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Like, well, it was just the the news was so bad that I I just I had to go do something and call the cops or something but mom was already on the news <laughs> well that that doesn't mean we're completely helpless oh yes <laughs> yeah and then when they when they turn 18 or like <laughs> like i am bequeathing you my secrets <laughs> that would be hilarious i would Something like that would be fun. I, I don't know if I would actually do that because that's a lot of effort to like make all of that and then not use it, right? Yeah, I'd have to put like a, a a sofa bed in there for like. Well, and this is where Grandma sleeps when she goes to visit. <laughs> so my mom surrounded by all She's these photoshopped like... pictures of me as a superhero. <laughs> what has my daughter gotten into? <laughs> <laughs> I knew she was one of those spandex c- c- costume deviants. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I, if 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 like yeah, like I would want something really nerdy mm-hmm. to hang above a fireplace, but something that's like, I mean, so- something like the. Uh, the Master Sword and Shield from Zelda would be really neat because it's like it's a sword and shield. That's kind of what goes above mantle. They think so. It's like like those just big dang mirrors. Uh, a a moose or deer, bear. If you're really tough, yeah, something like that. We uh, did did I tell you about the moose head that we have at our house? I don't know. I don't think we, you I, did. I may have when we first moved in. So we have. Oh, okay. Um, we moved into the, the house that I'm in now in at the start of February, 
and uh, we have a room that's meant to be like a dining room or something like that. We don't actually have a dining room table or anything, so it is like our parlor. Um, but it has our like drink cabinet and stuff, and all mm-hmm. of our alcohol is displayed on there and stuff like that. And we even have a chalkboard sign uh, from some, I don't know if it was a... It used to be a restaurant at some point or something like that, but it's a chalkboard sign thing that we can ride on and stuff. So that has our menu of, you know, stuff like that. But I don't know where they got it, but one of my roommates got a an inflatable moose head. Oh, yes. I know these. And and we stuck it up on the wall above the drink cabinet and it was it was great. It was was just like it it made the it it made the room because it was like it's this big, almost empty room. There's these like antique couches that we don't really use. We have our china cabinet. We have uh, like a. Uh, drawer thing, chest or drawers. Do they call it chest of drawers or chester drawers? Because I've heard both. No. No. You've not heard a person say chester drawers. I I swear to God. God. Look, I... Chester drawers? That's... Look, I I wipe my hands clean of that because I don't this know what to joke. call them. From your but father, or someone are else's idiots. Chester drawers. <laughs> but so so we, we we have that, and then we have our liquor cabinet and all that stuff, and then we hung up the that moose head there, and it's just like this room actually kind of feels complete now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's that's funny stuff, Melissa. Yes. You have something written down here about Star Trek. I I do indeed. Talk to me about Star Trek. (laughs) So recently, my YouTube recommendations provided to me history of the Kirk and Spock ship. So I watched like a 15 minute little historical piece on this is where the ship came from. This is how it like built fandom back in the 1960s <laughs> where people would like write a fan fiction on a typewriter and then print it out and mail it to somebody who was Send photocopying yeah. a fanzine out of their basement and then would mail it back to you for a dollar like old old school stuff i watched that and like star trek has been this sort of place hanging over my head my entire life like Same. one of these days it's it's going to come for me, and it will it will not let me go again. It has, has the the uh, the what are their names again? Spock and Kirk. Kirk, yeah, sure, those ones. Kyle. Uh, <laughs> Kyle. I'm not a Trekkie. I don't know their names. I don't know. Don't you can't get mad at me for that. <laughs> I feel like these are basic, like fact one I, things. It, yeah, you would know, no, just I, being a general I, all-purpose nerd. I I know their names. It's just it's one of those things when I'm on. God damn it, this stupid bug. Uh, when I, <laughs> when when I'm on the podcast, I I just bl- black out. You forgot everything except for breathing I, and I, fine dining. I forget everything, and it it, it just yeah. 
like I, I don't know what it is, but I, I just my memory goes to shit when I'm on a, p- p- a p- p- podcast. I'm just like, what's that? What's that Lincoln movie <laughs> called? Lincoln. I don't know. Some some movie about Lincoln. I don't, I, you are the person who is in charge. Like you've got I don't know what you have on your side. Just all kinds of like audio mixers and like video feeds and twitches <laughs> and I don't. Um, to be fair, I don't. You're busy. You're busy. You got your hands full. You're I'm, our guy in the chair over I'm there. I'm gonna take a picture of all the stuff that you can see yeah. on my end, and then. <laughs> Hold on. What's with this monogrammed shirt that just has a giant S on it? Like you're a comic book character. Because it's a comic book character shirt. It's Who's Jughead. This? Oh, Jughead like has the, the big Southside S. Serpents. Yeah. Yeah, it, well, okay. he, he, thought... it's there. I think it, he has he has this shirt on. I'm sure it is Southside or it's like their school shirt or something like that. But yeah, he has this shirt I thought on. you just got it because it was your name. And I'm like, that's I want to get on that. I'm going to get a shirt with a big W on it. <laughs> I've, I've you just have thinking... to get one of those like uh, the Harry Potter like Ron. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Works for me. Sweatshirts. I'm going to send you this picture here. Thank you. I've been wanting to like ask my brothers who are, I am 28. My younger brother's about to turn 27 and our older brother is 42. Am I too old to get an I'm the middle sister shirt? Because you really only get those when you are a little kid. And it's like, new one has been born. Here's your shirt recognizing your new place in the family order. Or like, you're all going to a family reunion. Or you're taking a big group photo. Or family vacation, something like that. Is that the only time you're allowed to have one? Can I be a 28-year-old woman wearing a t-shirt that just says, I'm the middle sister. Because I want one. I, I, I mean, sure, you can do that. I, I like, I, I don't, I don't see a situation where you can wear that out in public and it's not ironic, unless you're with your siblings that also have the shirt on. Which then it's also kind of ironic that they all of you are to together wearing those shirts that say like, "I'm the older brother" or "I'm the little brother." Like, I just want one for myself. And people ask me, what does that mean? I'm like, it's, you know, just like a, a fact I'm proud of. <laughs> <laughs> it's my Twitter bio. <laughs> I'm the middle sister. <laughs> but so I am you... from. Hmm? Go ahead. I am from a Star Trek family. That's my dad's thing. Okay. Going way back. So we grew up with him watching Star Trek TNG all the time. Mm-hmm. I believe I mentioned this recently that like. I think, I think you did. Yeah. One of my earliest memories is just walking around with a headband over my eyes saying, look, dad, I'm the guy from Star Trek. So it's always been something I have been aware of. I have always known the basics of Star Trek and I have always liked them. And my entire life, I'm like, one of these days, I'm really going to get into Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm I'm getting closer to that. So this week, I had a cold, and I would just come home from work, and I would, no, did it. you get it? No. I, I, <sighs> I'm, I'm hoping so. Mm. And I would come home from work, and I would just zonk out on the couch. Like, I had 
no energy to do anything. This is why I didn't start the comic for the review show this week until yesterday. Yesterday was the first day I had any energy to Which, read. Spe- speaking of sh- shirts that ha- that may or may not have my name on, on on this, basically the main character in 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 the Transformers yes. comic, his name is Springer. Yes, and I didn't know that. <laughs> And that's my last name. <laughs> so that was not planned, I assure you. <laughs> well, I, oh, I, I get him. I have something to pitch you where the main okay. character is coincidentally named Wilkinson. So we could okay. even establish One day. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd come home from work, I'd zonk out, and I'm like, I just want to watch a movie. And I mm-hmm. stare at my DVD shelf, I'm like, I haven't seen this J.J. Abrams Star Trek in a while. Okay. How's, this, how's this thing looking? So I watched that, and the next day I watched Into Darkness, and then Into Darkness is kind of a soft reboot of mm-hmm. Wrath of Khan, so next I'm going to watch Wrath of Khan, I'm going to watch the next new Trek movie. And my dad is a box set of all of the original TOS oh, okay. Trek movies that I'm going to burn through, and I haven't made the turn yet, I think the day I sit down and all right, the original series episode one is the day I give in and I make the full transformation. Yep. And right now I'm just edging into it. Like, well, I'll just, I'll watch all the movies and that will, we'll see how I feel after that. Like, it's almost (laughs) like this. It is like when you get bit by a zombie and you're like, no, I can still live. I don't have to succumb yet. (laughs) Like I, I love Star Trek as a concept. I really want to get more into it, but I know once I start, there's no turning back and that will just be who I am for the rest of my life. So I'm hesitant. I really want to save it for like, okay, I, I have nothing left. I'm at an empty period in my life. (laughs) It's time for Star Trek to come take me. Every now and then you need a show like that where you're Mm -hmm. just like, I, I, I haven't seen, the Sopranos. I'm just gonna start the Sopranos, which Welcome is on to the next my, my list. Yeah. Life. yeah, yeah, and it's just like I'm just social life is gonna be gone for the next month and a half. You know, you know, I'm just gonna sit here and watch all of the Sopranos. Mm-hmm. I got my roommate into watching Lost uh, when I first moved down here to Richmond. My very first roommate that I I had was this Korean guy named Sung, mm. and Sung was hilarious. Um, and he, I, I got him into watching Lost because I was watching the final season. Oh. But he, since he's Korean, he could understand, uh, like, so, so, yeah, Sun and, and and Jin. He goes, that guy's accent is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and and so he he would tell me the things they were saying as mm-hmm. they were saying it, and oh. like, okay, that's a little bit different from the sub. Childs, but it's it's same thing. And then he started watching it, and he finished the whole show in like a month. But it, it was the thing where he would just—that's all he would do. I would mm-hmm. c- c- come home. He was watching Lost. He'd be watching Lost that whole night. It'd be mm-hmm. three a.m. I'd wake up, and he's still sitting there watching Lost. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, yeah. <laughs> like, I've got another one. <laughs> I will find you. Like it took me a long time to watch Avatar: The Last Airbender, mm-hmm. and it was something people have been recommending to me for years. And I'm like, I, I'll know when the time is right for me to watch all of avatar the last airbender yeah. 
and it hit me in college and that is all i did for like three months yep (laughs) and star trek is bigger that's like oh now my life is different like forever now so i'm kind of like pushing it off what a big what a big change maybe when in my 30s I will be the Star Trek person. But for right now, I'm just taking baby steps into it. There you just go. to There's kind of get my nerd cred too. up a little bit before I undergo the full transformation. Yeah. <laughs> and some Sometimes you have to do it in chunks. I, I did that. Uh, I, I did not do it in ch- in chunks with Gundam. That was mm. one of those things like I, when I was making uh, that Toonami beat tape thing that yes. I, I mentioned a long t- <laughs> a time ago, the research air quotes that i was doing was just watching all of those shows that were Mm -hmm. on toonami and taking notes of like i could sample that like there's no back like i I had to listen for stuff that didn't really have much background sound effects Mm -hmm. and stuff that would be like iconic or recognizable be like ooh, i can write that down episode three season two he says this thing you Mm -hmm. know so look for that um and i eventually went back to the original gundam series and because i I had seen like gundam wing i'd seen gundam but i hadn't seen the original yet and i watched it and i was like this is good i really (laughs) like this I, i think i'm i'm just gonna take a break from watching all these shows on Toonami by literally watching every Gundam show that I can find. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. There was like 20 of them and I watched them all back to back. And they're all in like multiple universes and all of this stuff. I watched all of the ones that I, I could f- find back then. It'll, <laughs> it's good to have those. You have to space them out though. Like, I just did all of Dresden Files last year, and that'll carry me for a little while. When I was 15, I got super in X-Files. Yeah. Which, like, I had seen growing up. I liked growing up. Kind of have to go in cycles. Yeah, yeah. Like, it will will find you. Yeah. When the time is right, it will come, the fandom will come for you, and then you will transform, and your life will be forever different. Like, I I have a definite pre-X-Files, post-X-Files time in my life. Yep. Yeah. I had that with Star Wars, too, mm. when I finally watched The Clone Wars. I was out in Texas, and a coworker of mine was a big Star Wars nerd, and he knew that I, 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 that I was a big comic book nerd, mm-hmm. so he would ask me, like, so what, what, what happened in Civil War in the comics? Because they're about to have that big Marvel mm-hmm. movie. I was like, oh, well, this happened and this and this and that. And then I'd, I'd be like, so I like Star Wars, but I'm not a big Star Wars fan. Like, yeah, you teach me your ways, you know? <laughs> exactly. Um, and yeah, so he had, he's like, all right, uh, well, you know, watch this, watch that, look for that. Here's why I really like this. Go watch this documentary on, jo- on mm. George Lucas versus the people and why we all hate George Lucas and why he's the worst. Uh, and then, yeah, and so I, I did that and I started to, to, to understand. And then once I watched uh, the Clone Wars cartoon, I was like, I get it now. I, I understand. I love Star Wars, too. Mm. Speaking of Star Wars, though, huh. uh, Gary Whitta, 
I I want to give a shout out to Gary. He is the screenwriter for Rogue One. Oh, Um, he is also one of the co-hosts of Kind of Funny Games Daily. He hosts it every. He hosts it every Wednesday. Uh, He also is a former editor of like I think. PC magazine or something like wow, that back in what the day. An illustrious career. Oh yeah, he he also wrote the book of Eli. Mm. Um, if if you guys remember that movie and stuff like that, but he's been getting back into Twitch, uh, recently, and it is the best thing ever. Aww. It's great. So he uh, he's kind of started it up on a whim. I I, I guess he uh, apparently he used to stream PUBG. He would mm-hmm. play uh, player unknowns battle go rounds, but uh, he he kind of stopped on on that. But uh, this month on Netflix, uh, the book of e- e- Eli is coming to Netflix, mm-hmm. and since he wrote that, he was like, you know, it'd be kind of neat to do like a like a like a streaming commentary kind of That's thing be- because nowadays a lot of these movies since they just go to start to streaming stuff and that's usually people's mode of watching it uh like you don't really get the director's mm-hmm. c- commentary or all of that stuff you know you just watch it on netflix you don't get all that mm-hmm. the extra stuff so he was like maybe i should do like a live watch along that's cool. Book of Eli and just do commentary and take people's questions and stuff like as we are all watching this this film. And so he's he's started uh Twitch streaming just to kind of prepare himself mm-hmm. and he actually really likes it and he's like Aww. I bought like fancy lights for the back around and all that stuff and he's just on on there just chatting and talking about stuff and it's it's fantastic so you guys should go go check out gary gary weta on on twitch um because he is it's it's a lot of fun to 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 see him do do his hang so shout out to him nice yeah that's all I have. Yeah, for this I think week, we're, we're at a good place to, to wrap it up for the day. I still have to finish our comic for yes. the review show. Yes, uh, which is normally what we would be recording right now. Uh, but uh, we yeah. are a little bit postponed yeah. with all of the, the, our that schedule stuff. got a little bit topsy turvy this week. Yeah, it, it's uh, it was a much more dense comic than we were expecting. Yeah. I had to tell you, I was expecting like whiff, bam, pow, car chase, like yeah, much more light. And no, this is dense. There you go. This um, is a tome. So yeah, keep keep me in the loop on that when yes. when we'll r- r- record. Uh, that being said, housekeeping stuff. Last yeah. week here on the review show, we talked or not the review show. Last week here on the captain's log, mm-hmm. uh, we talked about our favorite OTPs. We I, did. I didn't I know wanted- what OTP meant. Your one true pairing. So we walk through some of our favorite ships. Yep, and all of mine are gay. It's great. Um, Good. And so yeah, go go check that out if you have not already. Uh, coming up on the review show, uh, I, I guess last week on the review show we covered Titan AE. Yeah. Uh, in 
animated film from 2000. Uh, and yeah, we t- talked a bunch about that, about the animation, all the stuff that was happening there with the studio and stuff like that. It was good. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It was fun. You'll have to go check out our thoughts on that. It's 20. It's almost 20 years old. It makes me feel so old. It is boggling. I feel boggled. And the comic that we uh, ended up finding out was much more dense is the Wreckers Saga, which is a Transformers comic. Yeah. Uh, We decided to pitch some giant robot stuff Mm -hmm. uh, in honor of Evangelion being on Netflix. Uh, we did not end up picking Evangelion. Instead, we went with Transformers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as we also mentioned, the main character happens to be named Springer. Uh, <laughs> and that, that was completely unbeknownst to me. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was interesting t- mm-hmm. to read and have that be like, hey, Springer, do this. Hey, Springer. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, God, <laughs> flashbacks, <laughs> nightmares. Uh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we, we, we have that uh, for you guys to look forward to. You guys should go check out all that stuff. Melissa. Yes. Where can the people find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. I am at Yo Kyle Springer on both Twitter and Instagram. If you guys want updates with this show or any of the other podcasts that we do, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. Uh, go check out thewhatnots.com for more information for all of our podcasts. Uh, follow us here on Twitch. Uh, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah. Like, share, subscribe, sell your soul, do all that stuff. Uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with episode 57 Ow. of the Captain's Log. We're getting up there in the numbers. numbers. Good stuff. Uh, you know, I forgot to figure out how many episodes you've been on. Oh. I promise next week. Okay. I will report back with the number of whatnots episodes you've been, 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 been on. I'll have the full mm-hmm. breakdown. Uh, and then I'll also come back with my top three robots. Oh, yes. We, we, we were supposed to do that, and we n- never did. Next week. Yes, next week. Next week, for, for sure. Uh, we will see you guys later on, then. A- adios. Bye. <laughs>